Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, on this episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, we're talking about Sean Spicer at the Emmys, the skinny genification of the NFL, some fantastic sick fucks of the week, and the soap opera of the NBA offseason. All that and more on a brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Stay with me. Yo, the football season has begun. It's not too late to get closer to the game that you love with DraftKings One Week Fantasy Football. This Sunday, DraftKings is hosting another $100,000 Pick'em contest that's totally free to enter. Last week... Somebody played a simple game on DraftKings and won $100,000. Pick'em is the newest way to play one-week fantasy football. Drafting your team is easy and fast. I played fantasy football Hall of Famer Al Smizzle in a heads-up pick'em game for $5, and I won. I beat Smizzle. Smizzle. If I can figure it out, you can too. DraftKings is organized players into eight tiers. All you have to do is select one player from each tier, choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against your group or your friends. Go to DraftKings.com now and use the promo code Rappaport to play. Go to DraftKings.com. You can play now for $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. The promo code is Rappaport to compete for your share of $100,000 in total prizes 
It's totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try it? DraftKings, the game inside the game. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Somebody out there tell me. This is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the Gloom Tomb in Los Angeles, California. I am back in Los Angeles. We are back in Los Angeles. This may be the fifth time that we're all together. It's me, Moody. Yep. Miles Smiles, Jordan Winter, the Dust Brothers, all in one room, all together, back in the saddle again. <laughs> My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo. I'm here with G. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Uh, and this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um... Sometimes I like to keep people off guard. So we're going to start this episode with the sick fuck of the week. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned, not given. You did what? No, no, no. Yes, the sick fuck of the week. If you've never listened to the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, this is the sick fuck of the week segment. It's an award-winning segment. This is an award that is earned, not given. It is earned, not given. Um, and these are two great ones. Two really, really great ones. The people actually called for this one. They demanded it. Yeah. Multiple people brought this to my attention. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give the people what they want. Um, the people saw this and they came right to us with this. They knew this was possibly the sick fuck of the week. This is also a guy whose fuck style is truly not buckwild. This is the first time we've got a crossover sick fuck of the week and a guy whose fuck style is not buckwild. Mm, mm. In Germany, Worms, Germany. I've never heard of Worms, Germany. Have you ever heard of Worms, Germany? Hell no. No, I've never heard of Worms, Germany, but this is a fact. In Worms, Germany, firefighters were called in to help free a man who got his loaf stuck in a five-pound weight at the gym. With the help of a grinder and a hydraulic saw, they were able to cut the weight open. And fortunately, the man's loaf had no harm. But you are going to be shouted out as the sick fuck of the week. Why you got your dick in a five-pound weight, Duke? A dumbbell. Why you got your dick in a dumbbell? (laughs) You're not doing dick curls. Yeah. (laughs) That's not going to fix you. You're doing flies and curls. You got your loaf in there. Oh, man. All loaves matter. Thank God this man, there was no harm to his pipe. Um, But you are the sick fuck of the week. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, And the people wanted that, and that is for the people. Yeah. Um, A couple, large lady, they were together. I don't know how this happened. It happened in Alabama. You're going to think this is crazy, but this is a fact. Look it up yourself. The man 
got part of his head stuck in his wife's vagina. Oh. During a strange sexual game. This is a ginormous woman in Greensboro, Alabama. They called 911. This happened over the weekend. Samantha Irving, the woman told me, the, the, the operator said the woman told me that her husband had fallen and that his head was now stuck in her vaginal cavity. I thought it was a group of teenagers making a crank call. Doctors showed up, ambulance showed up, and the situation was, in fact, true. I don't know how you do that. I don't know. Look it up. Because people are going to be like, oh, you got duped. I didn't get duped. No. He gave her head. Literally. (laughs) He gave her dome. And finally, the sick fuck of the week. This is a recurring thing. A private school teacher. A private school teacher accused of sexual relationship with student pleads guilty to a dozen felony charges. This happened in a California school. They're very, uh, you know, private with all the information in Brentwood, California. Brentwood is where O.J. Simpson, it's a very affluent part of Los Angeles. It's like Brentwood, Bel Air, Beverly Hills, but Brentwood, the reason why I brought up O.J. Simpson because he kind of brought it on to national attention, that, that part of town. Yeah. The woman was having sexual relations with a 16-year-old student, pleaded guilty to a slew of felony charges. She's getting locked down. Now, when you have sex with a 16-year-old boy, the ramifications aren't the same for women. She will probably not be receiving the Wonder Bread bag and olive oil treatment that we've now made famous. (laughs) He was 16. She's 45. And she is the third sick fuck of the week. And that is a cold opening I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast Sick Fuck of the Week segment. That's right. Now listen to that funk. The other day, the Emmys took over Los Angeles, California. They were a lambast of Trump bashing. It was a roast. He deserves it. Oh, he deserves it. He deserves it, and he got it good. You know, these people have writers. These are talented people. They're funny people. Nobody fucks with Trump out here openly. There are people that fuck with Trump in Los Angeles in, 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 in show business, rest assured. Yeah, on the low. But for some reason, they don't say anything about it. Now, Why? I don't know why. If, 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 I was, if I'm with a guy, I'm going to tell you, oh, this is my guy. And if you, if you feel so strongly about him, speak freely. Nonetheless, um, Kellyanne Conway, she spoke out about it. She said, I guess it, it did feel that they were bashing Trump. And she said they got plucked and polished and waxed and some of them didn't eat for two months. <laughs> That's pretty good. And all of that to do what? To sound the same. Kellyanne, you come out every single day in full hair, full makeup, dressed by a stylist. You're just the same. Yep. And you're cockeyed. Phyllis Diller. You look like shit and you're cockeyed. Okay. Alec Baldwin won an Emmy for imitating the president. Good. Good. And she said, she said um, I'm very happy uh, uh, for my former 
White House colleague, Sean Spicer, he's a man of good humor, and so on and so on. She just doesn't understand why um, people would disrespect our leader. Oh, See, this is where you're wrong, Kellyanne. He brought this on himself. For sure. A lot of people don't look at him like our leader. They look at him like just some fucking guy who got nominated as the president. This isn't like a normal presidential situation where people, like even as much as people hated Obama, he didn't incite this kind of hatred because he was classy. Even if you didn't like him, even if you couldn't stand seeing him. Yeah. They took you, it. Yeah, you right. knew he was classy and you knew he handled himself with class. He wasn't stirring the pot like Donald Trump. Yeah. Even if it infuriated you to see his wife. Now, a lot, a lot, some people did, but it was nowhere near like this. Right. No president has ever done this. No president ever tweets out memes. Are they called memes? Of, of people they, they went against in, the, in, in, in politics. Trump tweeted out this thing about, of him hitting a golf ball and it's knocking down Hillary Clinton. You're the president. And you won. You beat her already. Why are you talking about Hillary? Right. right. He's, he inspired so much bullshit. I'm tired of people always hit us and say, yo, no more Trump, no more politics. How can we stop? And, and, and yeah, how can we stop? They're like, you know, don't stay away from politics. And, and, and this is because you, you, not because it's any different from any other segment on the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast, because we make it funny. We make it crunk. We make it hype. The few people that say that, they just fuck with Trump. People came after Jamel, stick to sports, Jamel. You should just stick to sports on ESPN. What if Muhammad Ali listened to that? You don't think they, don't, they wanted Muhammad Ali to shut the fuck up? They, of course they wanted him right, to shut the fuck right, up. Right. How can you just not say anything about what's going on in the world? And if you feel so strongly about Trump and you disagree at the at the at the and you're you're an actor, speak speak your piece. Right. If you like him, say yo, this is why. But how come they always on some hide shit? Like we're hiding about Trump. I don't know. That's your guy. Come right out. Yo, I support him. <clears throat> Tom Brady. And this is Come why. right out. And this is why. Open my eyes. Yeah, show us. But the thing about the Emmys that, 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 that uh, people are still talking about is Sean Spicer. Everybody saw him come out or you saw the clip of him come out. I was watching the Packers get their asses kicked by the Falcons. I wasn't watching the Emmys. But I watched all the clips afterwards and the next day, Sean Spicer came out there and the crowd was like a shock and awe. And, and, and Sean Spicer all of a sudden became the lovable loser. No, you're not, you fuck you. <laughs> that wasn't the character you were playing where you were up there lying to the people endlessly for your guy. You weren't doing a Saturday Night Live skit. Right. You were doing what you wanted to be doing. You were doing what your boss was telling you to do, and you did it willingly. Right. So fuck you, Sean Spicer. You're not the lovable loser. It's not like, oh, it's over. It's over until when you come out and you do a tell-all and you, you drag your man and you give people the real deal on what's going on in the White House. Russia this, Russia that. Melania this, Melania that. Trump be running around the White House with his loaf out this. And you're telling the real deal what's going on in the White House. Fuck you, Sean Spicer. I don't think you're funny. I don't think you're cute. He's angling for some TV shit. Now. Yeah, for his book. Yeah, well, yeah. in your book, you better drop it all. Until yeah. then, and, and a lot of people were pissed off because they were like, yo, this is the same guy who came out 
and said uh, the Holocaust, they didn't use weapons, they didn't use chemical weapons, fuck you. Oh, Sean Spicer said yeah, that? Yeah, remember he said that was a big thing. God damn. Now he's like, hey. Oh, now he's like, oh, it was just, you know, like that was then. It was two months ago. Yeah. Fuck you. James Corden. Yo, you're at the Emmy parties kissing Sean Spicer. Yo, I know, I know what your deal is, James Corden. All right? You're not fooling me with you like you're like just a little boisterous guy happy to be there. You're not fooling me. I know people that work with you. That's a put on. You're a little star fucker. Okay? <laughs> you're kissing on Sean Spicer. Right. Like a groupie. Right. All of them, they love him now, right? Yeah, all you, now it's all now it's all now it's all good. Yeah. Played yourself, James Corden. A fucking star fucking right. groupie guy hanging out with him and knuckling it up. You want him to come on your show for it? Have some fucking dignity, man. They need this guy. They Sean, they need Sean now for some good ratings. And the Mooch and all these guys. Nah, the Mooch is my guy. I don't fuck with the Mooch. The Mooch, man. yo. The Mooch follows us. The now. Mooch is a, a fan of the Iron Rap Four <laughs> Stereo Podcast. But I'm gonna tell you something right up, Mooch. I, 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 what I'm saying is real. I'm not fucking with you until proven differently. Nah, nah. You're friends with Trump. You follow me on Twitter all up on my dick. <laughs> You're from Long Island. You, you know what I do. Yo, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know you, Duke. <laughs> I like until Mooch. I'm proven completely <laughs> differently. Until you tell a tell-all about your man. You you still with him? Nah, Trump put him down. He plucked him out of obscurity. How you going to fuck with Mooch, yo? <laughs> I don't fuck with Mooch. <laughs> I know he listens to the podcast. I don't fuck with it. If you want to come sit here and talk about it, come sit here and talk about it. But just know I'm not, I'm not kissing you on your cheek like James Corden. And I'm not playing with your hair like Jimmy Fallon did with dumpy Donald Trump. Mm. I'm going to ask you the questions. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about any of that other slick shit. You're not cute. I hear you. And let's tell Hillary, you lost already. Just, just fade out. We don't give a fuck why, how you lost. Donald Trump will keep ramming that into the fucking ground. You wrote a book about you couldn't believe that you lost. Well, you did. <laughs> We're cool with Sean Spicer because he's kind of goofy and, you know, friendly looking. But what about Bannon? We're not cool with him. Same yeah, shit. Yeah. Fuck these guys. Yeah. yeah. You would, no one would ever be cool with Bannon. All of a sudden, like, Sean Spicer's got a sense of humor. Nah, man. Fuck that. Yeah, this shit, man. This administration is inspiring so much bullshit. There's a lot of noose nostalgia. A lot of nooses are, are, are showing up in Brooklyn in different, uh, different spots. These guys are, are, are hearkening back to a time where black people were being lynched for, for nothing. This is a time that they love. That it's like nostalgic. That, that, that's to make America great again. Yeah, like put the noose there. This is to show them, to keep them in their place. Jamel Hill, keep her in her place. She's uppity. Look at Colin Kaepernick. He's defaming the flag. But no, he is protesting brutality. But you don't fucking pinpoint that. So it becomes, oh, the flag. What about the br brutality? Anybody speaking about that? And the NFL. Are you pro- Police brutality? Right. Because this is what one of your players is protesting. I would think as a viable business, you would be like, yeah, this is kind of right. We stand behind this fucking and, and, guy. And, and 85% of our players are, are, the, are, the, are the, our black people. The, the ones that could be brutalized. Right. Um, speaking of brutalized, uh, a guy in Seattle was walking around town 
wearing a, a SWAT sticker. This is all over the news, too. A SWAT sticker is not a joke, people. This is a symbol of extermination. Yeah, of genocide. Try to try to wipe motherfuckers off the earth. And it's got wearing it like it's fucking some Superman shit. Like it's a cape. But you ain't got no powers. No. You get your... Go ahead, tell him what happened to this motherfucker. He walking around Seattle and people on Twitter were like, you know, they, they tracked him down. And then some, some other dudes walked up to money. They didn't jump him. He was, he, he was popping shit too. He was popping shit too. And they, 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 they caught him on the train, and, and they were talking, and Money knocked his ass out. Right. With his swastika. They should have they fucking ripped that shit off and, and it fucked him in the ass with the swastika. <laughs> Forget the Wonder Bread bag. Yeah, we go, yeah, we get that That's, swastika yeah. up your ass. Yeah. Hell yeah. You're walking around with a swastika and shit like shit is sweet, 2017. No. Nobody's going back. And in any city you walk in, yo, that might, it might, in certain cities, it might last a little longer than others. In this day and age, you walk around with a swastika, you're going to have a problem. Right. You're going to get pushed gonna, in your face. Sooner or later throughout the day, you're going to have a problem. Right. They didn't jump them. They didn't stomp them out. Money snuffed them, knocked them out, and kept it, kept it funky. Kept it moving. That's, that's how you got to get dealt with. You see, this is not that old Martin Luther King shit. These are new people on the scene. These are the kids. They're all grown up, and nobody's tolerating that. That's how motherfuckers got put in the oven. That's how motherfuckers got lynched, because they tolerated that, right? You know, they just, this guy walking around with a fucking swastika. Oh, oh, you don't say nothing. Punch his ass in the face. Right. Make him think twice before he put that shit on. Like, Now I want to see if Bunny Grip rocks his swat sticker. Yeah, what happened? You go home, what happened? Oh, I got punched in my face. Why? I was wearing a swastika. Good. Tell your mom. Yeah. See what your mom says. And, and if she says, oh, damn, they did that to you, you know, we, next time we drag her too. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway and Tommy Loren, Aryan pinup girls. They love these blonde, rail-thin Aryan pinup girls. Fuck you. Fuck your swat sticker. Kellyanne Conway, cockeyed Kellyanne, Tommy Loren. She, everybody's like, oh, she's, she's like, f- she got these old snowflake Crusty ass Republicans like fawning over you ain't shit, Who? Tommy Loren. Oh, like she's the, bad like that. Yeah, you're blonde. She's an Aryan pinup girl. Yeah. Both her. Kellyanne Conway is a broken down old Aryan pinup girl. Flattest ass in the country. Ugh. She looks like she's on that that Walter White. <coughs> Stay with me. See Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. Listen to this funk real quick. I'll be right back talking about Marshawn Lynch. Tony Romo is on that. That Rain Man in the broadcast booth and Zeke Elliott's meltdown. At Vincero Collective, a luxury watch doesn't have to cost a fortune. Vincero's years of manufacturing experience allows them to create innovative and luxurious timepieces and deliver them for a ridiculous fair price. I've been rocking my marble face Vincero with Roman numeral numbers with a white circle interior that is attached to an Italian leather band, and I love it, and I get compliments about this daily. A watch like this can easily retail for more than 500 bucks. At Vincero, you can score one for a little bit more than $100. Vincero has over 3,000 five-star reviews, free shipping, and a 24-month warranty. Seriously, you have to check them out. To receive 15% off your very own Vincero watch, go to VinceroCollective.com slash Rappaport. That's Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, Collective.com slash Rappaport. The promo code is BUTTER. Build your legacy today at VinceroCollective.com. 
You want to make some money on the side or uh, you have a hunch? Put your money where your mouth is at mybookie.ag, the number one rated online sports action site for three straight years. I've been cashing out. Lay down some cash and win big today. Join thousands of online players just like me and start betting at mybookie.ag. Sign up, collect up to 100% bonus, and double your bankroll on the house. Use the promo code RAPPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and the all-new best-in-class mobile website that makes wagering on the go a breeze. And unlike some other websites you might find, MyBookie offers fast, no-hassle payments when you win. You win, you get paid. Use the promo code RAPPORT to activate offers. Visit MyBookie.ag today or call 844-900-BETS. That's 844-900-BETS. You play, you win, you get paid. Expert or rookie, you got to check out MyBookie. Sign up today. All right, so the NFL's in full swing. Listen, last week I, I, I reached out to the fans of this podcast, and, and I asked for help. I said, I said, I, I told you I was playing a, a dirty, dusty, unfriendly elephant. <laughs> I said, I said, I needed help. I said, whether you care about fantasy football or you didn't care about fantasy football, I, I said to the people, I said, please, keep me in your thoughts and even some of you in your prayers because I was taking on a, a, a beast, right. a beast of a man in the Stern Show, Jason Kaplan. Oh, okay. Well, Listeners, thank you. We stuck that fuck in the mud. <laughs> it was a three a three prong a three prong deal. We 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 jumped on the elephant's back. We rode him down right into the fucking dust. Okay, we zip tied the fuck huh? and stuffed him, <laughs> and we stuffed him, and then we fucked him. Right. It was a three a three prong situation. So thank you to the listeners of the Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast because your juju, your mojo helped. Yes. Buried that fucking Jason Kaplan once and for all. Damn. Real nice and real proper. He's rolling around in the mud now, confused. He doesn't know what the fuck happened right. to him. He, when you keep that fucking, that dusty elephant snout in the mud, right. it clogs up. We clogged him up real nice. Mm. Real proper. So I appreciate that. All the well wishes and the juju and the mojo that was sent. Because it was a beautiful victory. Rappaport's Delight is currently in first place oh, of the Stern League. Yes, we're 2-0. Oh. We plan on running the fucking table with all these inbred fucks. <laughs> and I want to give a special shout-out to my main man this week, Michael Crabtree, on the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raider, Raiders, oh. who are still the Oakland Raiders. He, he put me over the top. Oh, wow. It was never a game, but Gronk did his thing. Michael Crabtree had three touchdowns. He got busy. Right. The Oakland Raiders were in Oakland. It was Marshawn Lynch's first game versus the Jets. And the skinny genification of the NFL has taken place officially. Wow. The Raiders were beating the shit out of the Jets, which we knew was a no-contest game. Easy work for the, for the Raiders. And at a certain point, Marshawn Lynch was on the sideline. The celebration ensued. Getting he, hyphy. Getting hyphy. Getting crunk, dancing on the sidelines. It's just an impromptu celebration that lasted all of about 90 seconds, but it was all over Twitter. It looked like it went on for, the four, for, for, for like a whole quarter. I liked it. Have fun. No, no I, I liked it too, but I was just saying that the way, they, the way it looked on, on like it looked like he was doing it the entire game. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the entire quarter, right? And he wasn't. 
He was just having a good time. He's from Oakland. You know, he's an eccentric dude. The one thing about Marshawn Lynch, I love him as a player, and I love him as a personality, but I can't tell, does he want attention or does he not want attention? Because his biggest claim to fame was, I'm just here so I won't get fined. But right. then you dance in front of all the... Like, maybe he wants attention only on his terms, which is fine. Right. But the skinny genification of the NFL is really, truly underway because a few players from the Jets who are getting their ass kicked, who are under, man, listen, I understand it. They're pissed. They have an inevitable future, which is... They have a tough, tough time this yeah. season. But they complained that they were offended. They didn't like Marshawn dancing. He was oh, showing us up. Oh. Why don't you step to him after the game? Yeah, you're right in the locker room. You're football players. Right. Do it on the field. You don't even have to. It's not about a fight. Just walk up to him and be like, right. yo, I think that's fucking bullshit. That's Bush League, unsportsmanlike bullshit. Fuck you. You're a football player. Tackle him. The best way to fucking. Yeah, you. They, you like, you have. There's no, there's no laws that are going to do anything to you for knocking him on his ass. Right. Tackle him. He can dance. He's Marshawn Lynch. And, and if you can't get him, knock somebody else on the ground. Right. The guy is scared of the guy dancing. Instead of tackling and being a hard-nosed player, he's, he's talking to the fucking reporter about the opponent dancing. Can Coming you imagine Jack Lambert, Jack Ham, at Lawrence Taylor? Mean Joe Green complaining, oh, Earl Campbell's, he went for 220 yards on us. Yeah. Oh, Jack Lambert, oh, these Pittsburgh Steelers and shit. Two tall Jones from the, from the, from the, <laughs> from the Dallas Cowboys and these guys. The Mark Gaston, all these guys complaining. Klecko. Yeah, Joe Klecko. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott cut his fucking finger off to stay in the game. He's like, That's the skinny genification of the fucking NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be mad, but you wouldn't hear one word. About that. I'd be like, yo, we're going to get that motherfucking next game. I don't give a fuck what they talking about. One way or another. And if, you, <laughs> if, and if Marshawn's out of the game, get his teammate and talk shit to Marshawn. Right, right. Ezekiel Elliott looked like shit versus the Denver Broncos. Yeah, literally, too. You see him after the fucking game with his haircut? He looked crazy. LaDainian Tomlinson came out afterwards and said he quit on his team. And I have to say, I... I, I it looked like that? It, it looked like when the, when the going got rough... Oh, Zeke was, wasn't a part of it. He, he didn't want to be a part of it. Like, it didn't do anything blatant, but it just looked like he was like, he didn't get a lot of carries. They weren't going to him like always. The Denver Broncos have a Super Bowl-level defense, and they were, they were sticking it to him. Putting that wood, putting that wood on him. Yeah, and, and it looked like he was, like, disengaged. It wasn't like anything blatant, 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 but Zeke's got so much attention on him because he's great and because of all the off-the-field things. That anything he does, and they were getting their asses kicked, and, and, and instead of like being on the sideline, like, let's go, let's go, he like looked like, you know, the pressure of what he's going through, and like, you know, you can only tune that out so much. So, again, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like he threw a, a shit fit like our guy Odell Beckham does, right. but it was definitely like, where are you at? These are the consequences of white girl syndrome. These things, you don't play the same. You know, he was rookie of the year. He got all the yards in the world. But then, the syndrome. So his play suffers. Jerry Jones, you have to write a clause in the contract for these guys. <laughs> Speaking of uh, other Dallas Cowboys, Tony Romo. Tony Romo is a very good broadcaster. 
Now, other, other people have done this, but Tony Romo, because it's Twitter and because it's social media and because there's so many eyes on Tony Romo and he's so beloved, and there was such a... I mean, it, it seems like it was a really long time ago, but it was just a few months ago when he retired. I mean, I dragged him right. on social media. Yeah. And everybody was fucking furious. He's beloved. He's a Dallas Cowboy quarterback, famous white guy with no lips, very good quarterback. I like to break Tony Romo's balls. And 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 people, you know what? I gotta say this though: the Dallas Cowboys sports fans and the Tony Romo fans have inc- way better sense of humors than all the Boston sports fans. Oh yeah, the Boston sports fans, yo, they have fucking terrible sense of humors. And you know what's crazy? Boston has a long, long, long list of great comedians that come from Boston, started from Dennis Leary to Bill Burr, and so I mean, there's like there's like. 25 really good. If I, if I did the math, we don't fact check here. Right. And But it's weird. The sports fans, oh, no sense of humor. Oh, they'll string you up. Oh, but Tony Romo is a great broadcaster. Like what he's doing in the broadcasting booth. Again, other people have done this, but he's doing it a lot. And they keep like flagging it and showing it. Like before the play starts, he'll go, oh, they're going to screen left. Oh, he's going to throw it to number 13. Oh, see, he's a student of the game. He knows the game. And yeah. I say... Since you were able to see what the defense is doing so much, <laughs> Tony Romo, why weren't you doing that when you were on right. the field? When, yeah. Why weren't you doing that when you were out there? Because you're obviously able to... Telepathy. He, no, he... He, he knew he, what's he, happening. He could read defenses. You didn't do that when you were playing. Right. You've just thrown it to the other team. A lot. When we needed you. But when you're in the broadcast booth with a fucking, you know, like drinking a, like a Gatorade on a Sunday in a suit, <laughs> you're fine, but... Fuck Tony Roma. I mean, if you were able to read defenses the way you're able to read defenses in the broadcast booth, you wouldn't be fucking retired right now. You wouldn't be in the broadcast booth. You'd be a Super Bowl champion. Right. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. But I got to tell you, though, Dallas Cowboy fans, way better sense of humor than all the Boston sports fans. Those motherfuckers. Oh, man. Speaking of that, um, I'm, we're, we're, we're starting a new game. I'm starting a new game. With the young shooter, we thought of something brilliant. Okay. Because I infamously, I get these DMs from these people. A lot of them are from Boston. Now, I'm not going to generalize the whole place because we have not. a lot of fans from there. But for some reason, I get a lot of hate, derogatory hate, from people in the Boston, Rhode Island area. Mm. So one guy put some shit out, and I, and I put him on Instagram, and then he started copping, please, and we, we sent it to his mom. Because I want your mom to know... That you say, I'm an N-word lover, yeah. and that you're going to beat me up in the airport and all that shit. I want your wife to know. I want your sister to know. I sent it to all of them. So what we're going to start doing now, we're calling it shame time. You remember when Ray Lewis played football? He go, what time is it? Game, Game time. time. Now I go, what time is it? Shame, shame. time. Yeah, what like time that. is it? Shame, shame time. time. Any fuckboys in the house? Roof, roof. Any groupies in the house? Roof, roof. roof. And then we're going to drag you. Yeah, good one. Damn, that's good. That's good. Woo. The shame game is coming. And we got to dance for this shit, too. Oh, like yeah, Ray no, Lewis. Fucking Ray Lewis shit. Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? Shame time. What time is it? Shame time. <laughs> Any fuckboys in the house? Woo, woo. Any fuckboys in the house? Woo, woo. We're going to start dragging these motherfuckers every single time. Send it to your mom. And until your shit gets deleted, until you get fired from your job, I'm not going to stop you, yeah. fuck. Stay out of my DMs unless you're looking to like make some money. Just stay out of my DMs, yeah, Duke. Stay out. Yo, 
And That's if you're good. if you're in my residential area, I'll send you an Uber. You can, we could talk it through face to face. I will send you an Uber. Yeah, cowardly lions. This may or may not be skinny genification. Odell Beckham, who obviously has been hurt, missed the first week. He played in the second game. LeGarrette Blunt and a few other players have come out and publicly said, I don't give a fuck about your fantasy football. Now, I get it. I understand it. But without fantasy football, the second and third tier, fourth tier guys, nobody would know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The Odells, the Le'Veon Bells, the Antonio Browns, Ezekiel Elliott, everybody, you're, you guys are the stars. But let's just call them the third round picks and down. Pretty much the third round picks. You think that anybody would give a fuck outside of Oakland Raiders fans? No disrespect. Because I love all these guys. No one would know who Tariq Cohen is outside of Chicago Bear fans. Fantasy football and football are one and the same. It's a major part of the NFL, hence the reason why Fox, Yahoo, ESPN, and the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast has the world-famous fantasy football follies. Now, LeGarrette Blunt said the same thing. Now, LeGarrette, I know people are disappointed in you fantasy football-wise this year. I don't blame you. I blame your fucking coach. Okay, because I believe in you. I know you want to kick ass at Fantasy LeGarrette. Odell Beckham is a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you uh, meet uh, Josh Norman? Yes. I met him in Marina Del Rey. And uh, Josh Norman is about that life. And uh, What do you mean? Uh, he, he was like, fuck Odell and fuck Dez. Mm. Good guy. <laughs> What did he say about Odell? No, he was just like, uh, oh, he's just famous for one catch. He's making, he making a living off one catch. I don't agree with that totally. <laughs> but at this point with Odell, you know, and, and you know what? I would never wish this on any player, but Victor Cruz, one of the great giants, great stories in, in modern day NFL history, came out of nowhere, beloved by New York, kicked ass, such, played with such heart. Yo, football is not basketball or baseball. Like, all these players, and they know it, and I would never want this on anybody, are one injury away from not playing anymore. Yeah, yeah. It happens. And now he got chucked out, right, from Chicago. They well, yeah, him. I mean, yeah. I don't know if Victor, you know, he might get signed more. And, I, I'm, and I'm just saying, like, it's a different kind of sport. And I just hope Victor, uh, Odell Beckham, you know, appreciates everything that's going on right now. And it's like, because, yo, it's quick. Yeah, the rug could get pulled. Part of that shit is luck. Like, yeah. yo, you just never got that one injury that you can't come back from. Yeah. But the point of the, the thing about it not being fantasy, uh, I, I don't agree with that. And I'm sure it's probably annoying because people like me, people like the Dust Brothers, if we see LeGarrette and we see Odell, we might complain that you might be fucking up our fantasy football teams. And I get it. It has nothing to do with what you're doing. But don't rain on my fucking parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Yo, here's another thing with football. The Seattle Seahawks are in deep doo-doo. And Russell, the love muscle Wilson, we thought it would help you to be skeeting off. He was obviously famously, uh, you know, a virgin, an open virgin. And then he married, uh, what's her name, Ciara? Yeah. The singer Ciara. Yep, see? And then he publicly uh, shared the fact that he's finally skeeting. And they had a baby. I think it's time you stop. You stop fucking. You stop skeeting. Because you don't look like the same dude right. since you started skeeting. You, maybe right. you need that chi. Right. 
Maybe you only ski in the off season and you hold that chi during the this season because you don't look good. Yeah, yeah, and and this is the reason. You got the bad wife. She looks beautiful. Of course, your play will suffer. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, believe it or not, people, the NBA is about a month away. Believe it or not, they pushed up the start of the NBA. The NBA will be starting October 17th. Oh. Normally, it start, starts October 31st, October 30th, yeah. November 1st. Yeah. It's two weeks before now because they're elongating the schedule um, to give these guys rest time. Skinny genification. Did Moses Malone need rest time? Fucking. Why our, now? Our artist Gilmore, seven feet with a size 23 shoe. He was riding in coach. Right. These motherfuckers are taking trailways to the game. You need rest. Nonetheless, the season is starting October 17th. And even hardcore NBA fans like us, I think it's going to be a tough transition. Because this NBA offseason, in my opinion, has been... <laughs> has been... It's been a load. Why? It's been a fucking load. Because think about all the things. Like, I'm going off the top of the head. Okay. The whole ball family. Yeah. Just, that, that, that alone was enough. Spotlight now. The Kyrie trade. The Gordon with the good hair free agency signing with Boston. Okay. Paul George. Magic tampering. Pa- Paul George going to OKC. Huge fucking deal. Yeah. The Magic Johnson tampering with Paul George. Russell Westbrook hasn't signed that 200 mil deal. LeBron James dancing videos. Le- LeBron James making a fucking spectacle of himself. Yeah. Hoodie, Hoodie Mellow. Hoodie Mellow. Like, I mean, like- it's like fucking one thing after another. Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul's to the Houston. Carmelo being traded, not being traded. Phil Jackson. Yo, think about, like, this is just shit off the top of my head. I think we just named, like, six or seven things off the top. I mean, we could go to the second tier of things. And, and there's other big things. I mean, that Kyrie Irving trade and the Isaiah Thomas trade was fucking drama after drama yeah. after drama. The Phil Jackson thing was crazy. Yeah. Good riddance, Phil. But this is what I want to tell these fucking guys. Because there's been so much crazy shit with this offseason. Stop. Stop with the goddamn interviews. Stop with the social media. I know you're young. It's part of the way you grew up. But you're an NBA star. Go underground. Be like Steph Curry. The only thing you see of Steph Curry in the offseason is him sometimes posting shit with his wife. Cooling. Chilling. Go underground. It's TMI now. Like, there's no mystique. Part of it's good because it's like, yo, it brings you closer to the players. You have a relationship with the players. That doesn't work. Who has it worked for who's on social media and it's worked out for? Not LeBron. You look like a fucking asshole all offseason. Not Carmelo. Hoodie Mello's like some super friend shit, like some bizarro shit. Kyrie Irving, who I love, we... His, his, his godfather's a friend of the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast and somebody I consider a friend, Rod Strickland. Ooh, the best. He just went on uh, first take with Stephen A. Smith. Let me tell you something. I've been on all these shows. You don't have to do these shows. Right. Why he de- decided to go on first take and not talk yeah. and look like he had, like he went like an FBI trial. Like he, he was trying not to like rat out a mob boss. Yeah. Why go on Stephen A. Smith? You know how he is. Right. Good questions, Kellerman and, and Stephen A. Good one. You couldn't pull it out of him that he hated fucking LeBron. He tiptoed around the question and made himself look crazy, man. And, and I'm saying, Kyrie, the only person I blame for this is you. You chose to go on there, yeah. and you chose not to answer the questions. Like, you know if you're going on a talk show, you're there to do what? To, to, 
talk, motherfucker. Yeah. And I say this with love and respect. I love Kyrie. I fuck with Kyrie. But I think in general, the NBA dudes need to go underground, chill. Oh, no. It's going to be a whole bunch of rap concerts now. Damon Lillard now. He's emceeing. And, and the, 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 these dudes are complaining about uh, NBA 2K rankings, arguing about it, beefing on Twitter. Like, yo, it, a video game. Where you ranked at? You don't care about the playoffs? No. You don't care about getting to the championship? Oh, 2K. Because you know you're not getting to the championship. You know you're not making the playoffs. So you're worrying about a fucking video game. Like, I get it that you you know it's a, you get a closer look. You know, you're sharing your stuff. But it's TMI, man. You're an NBA player, man. Have some, have some like, preciousness about it. There should be something precious about that. Right. NBA is an upper echelon, the best league in the world, man. Speaking of sports, and I got this from a man, Mario Lopez, who was at the fight the other night, which I want to talk about. A champion Irish greyhound tested positive for cocaine. Hey, what a, a dog could do what he wants to do on his own time. <laughs> Word. I saw my man Mario Lopez posted that. He's always a fan and supportive of his shit. I agree. Yeah. What a dog does in his personal time, that's up to him. Yeah. You know, he wants to sniff that yayo because he got a race. This ain't the UFC. This yeah. ain't sanction. And and how do they why do they test the dog? How do you find out that a champion dog He must have flew around that track? They probably was like, oh shit. He they had him he probably took off. You know, like to go to the runway, the motherfucker, the dog started. <laughs> he was beating everybody's ass and they tested him. Yeah. When, 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 when they are, are dominating the races, that's when the little flag go, goes off. Probably gave this motherfucker some ooh-wee, man. Yeah, he was on some. But the fight the other night was a, was a big controversy. Canelo Alvarez, I don't know if anybody saw it. Triple G. Me, personally, I think it was a, it was a, it was a, a draw. And I tweeted that, and I said, I think it's a draw, but they'll give it to Canelo because of the judging. I look at like a... I see through the eyes of a corrupt Vegas judge. That's how I'm watching boxing. I'm not watching boxing what I think. I'm saying how the corrupt Vegas boxing judge will do come with the decision. Just, yeah. But personally, I think his Triple G in the beginning was he, he he was a little slow. Right. And then he came on. Later on, I thought it was a, a, a draw. I'm not surprised it was a draw. Um, it was a lot of controversies. It was a good boxing match. Yeah. And, and I think that it, 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 in between the rematch for Canelo Triple G, which is inevitable, uh, the corner man for Canelo Alvarez's cousin should fight Conor McGregor. <laughs> and that'll be a better test for Conor McGregor. <laughs> right. The corner man's cousin. Not the actual corner man, because the corner <laughs> man will fuck Conor McGregor up in a boxing match. His cousin yeah. should fight Conor in the prelim. Yeah. Triple G... Yo, he got a, he got a chin, man. He's tough. Both yo, of those guys yeah, are tough. Those, yo, those guys are tough. Canelo needs to learn some good English. So yeah, he, it would be bigger for his brand. Yeah, so he could get commercials. Because he doesn't shit. speak any English. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Try, man. It's better. More money for you, man. They could sell you. Yeah. They put the mic in your face, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? They miss Floyd. Floyd had super pers- personality, man. He could, yo. Boxing, boxing. I mean. My man Triple G is from Kazakhstan. I know I'm not saying that correctly. Kazakhstan. And he he learned enough English to to, to do the interviews. And right. Canelo, you know, the way he looks with the red hair, he's Mexican. Mexican American. Like, yo, 
we're like kin. He could be a he huge like an Irish motherfucker. He could be a huge star yeah. here in America. Even, yeah. even bigger than he already is. But it was a good fight. It was a good night for boxing. All right, what can I say? See, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. You know we drop the fantasy football follies every Thursday. Some of the people that are that are that are hybrid listeners, you're gonna start thanking me for the information. Because again, people are beating me with my own information that I'm giving you. And I give it to you because. What's the mantra? I'm not here for the money. I'm here for the honey. Uh. Okay? We're going to dance. We're going to continue to dance all season long. The Fantasy Football Follies drop every single Thursday. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Keep talking your shit. It is a culture of winning. Yep. Go at these Nazis and all these motherfuckers. Demand respect. I am the gringo mandingo. His name is G. Moody. Last name rhymes with duty. For sure. G. Monetti, always ready. Mm-hmm. The Dust Brothers are in the house. It is the Iron Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We're done. We're having fun. Keep rocking with us until the next one. Out. Peace. Yo, the book is coming. The name of the book is This Book Has Balls. It's available to pre-order now. It comes out October 24th, and we are having a book signing and a live show In our house at the Gramercy Theater, October 30th, Monday, October 30th, podcast, book signing, live show, all that, and a bag of chips. You can get tickets at IamRappaportTour.com. October 30th, live from New York City. You can get tickets at IamRappaportTour.com.